Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. And welcome to another episode of Star Wars Action News. I'm Marjorie. And I'm Bob. Oh, hi, Bob. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Ah. Well, today we're going to talk about all of the cool Pokemons that are coming out. There's been a huge new release of Pokemons. See, we're just making arbitrary changes because if it's good enough for Lucas, it's good enough for us. So Pikachu now chooses you. (laughs) I used to be Arnie before the latest special edition of my life. And thank you for joining us on Pikachu Action News. That's right. This is actually an older episode that we have redone and tinkered with to add some extra special different things in there to see, you know, to enhance experience. There's certain things we wanted to do with audio that weren't possible two years ago. (laughs) And now we can do them with audio thanks to the magic of computers. I'm just so happy, Marjorie, that in the latest upgrade, you finally blink because I know I never blinked about a decade and your constant stare with no eyelids was creeping me out. I didn't I want know. to say anything or hurt I your know. feelings. I know. I know. It's tough. I'm yeah. sure that the news has already hit everybody's eyes before it hits their ears. We expected no less, did we? I guess it was just a matter of what was changed. Not if it was going to change, but what was going to change. I was never happy with episode 256 anyway. (laughs) The new Star Wars Blu-rays... New! Literally new! ...will have enhancements from their previous releases in the DVDs. They're gone from 32As to 32DDs. They were enhanced. So... I can't even count how many versions of Star Wars there now are. Well, you have one, I think, for every holiday. You could just drag a new one out. I mean, you know, just depending on how you feel. Do you feel like a new dragon call again? Or do you maybe feel like Vader reacting to Luke being force lightning by the Emperor? I don't know. I mean, do you feel like Ewoks blinking? Do you maybe feel like Jabba in Loading Dock? <sighs> Sorry, that one just really irritates me. I don't think people really had this problem in the 79 re-release or 82 re-release, I guess it was, when they added episode four, A New Hope, to... Oh, I guarantee there are people who are mad. I bet there were. I bet if we could go back on our Wayback Machine, we would find out that there were some angry, angry people like there are now. And there are some angry people. And then there's people who make fun of them. And I don't think you should make fun of anybody for what they like. I just don't think you should. And for some people, these movies are very personal. I know I have very fond memories of watching them with my mother. Arnie with his sister. And Arnie and I were at the same Return of the Jedi together. I could see that. You've actually made one point that kind of would fit, is your mother has passed away. Mm-hmm. And Not recently, so no. don't send me to condolences. It's been 17 years. It's okay. But you can't watch the Star Wars that you watched with her. No. And so I could see that as something, unless you want to break out the non-anamorphic DVDs. I, I mean, at least we'll always have those to go back to. But I don't know. I'm of several minds. The line is drawn in the sand, and it's almost like a political debate on whether you're pro-more changes or anti-more changes. Actually, I've seen more Twitter chatter over pro and anti-changes than I have over Bachman and Boehner or Perry or anybody. It's, maybe it's just the people I follow. I do not follow politicians. However, 
I, I don't think there's been a debate. If there's a town hall of politicians in your area and you want to know who to vote for, I guess go and ask them how they feel about the revisions to Star Wars. If there's a town hall of our mayor, I am so going in to ask him how he feels about that. My thinking is we do have the old DVDs. I don't mind the changes, but some of these changes seem to be completely arbitrary. Like Ewoks blinking. They're an alien species. Do they need to blink? Maybe they just have really moist eyeballs. Here's what I want to know. Oh, they're actually what kept Visine in business, perhaps. Maybe there's a Visine production planned <laughs> on Endor. Here's what I want to know. Was it keeping George up at night that the Ewoks didn't blink? I mean, for 30-some years, has he been laying there awake at 2 o'clock in the morning? Why didn't they just blink? Why did I ever do that? What was I thinking? I know I could have put that in the animatronic costume. Why aren't they blinking? Or do you think that maybe someone, maybe like Steven Spielberg, or he met Michael Bay one time, or some other producer, director, screenwriter, and they said, George, why didn't your Ewoks blink? And that bothered him, and it was like stuck in his craw. I personally... I never even noticed, but thanks for war Now I do! I would like to see them replace Max Rebo, because that Muppet not blinking bothers me. No, you know what bothers me about Max Rebo? He's a Muppet. He looks like a sheet stuffed. He does. I thought he was a pillow. I mean, like, you yeah. see those chairs that you get to, like, sit on the floor that have the two arms and the big middle? Yeah. And that's all they are? That's what Max Rebo looks like to me. You just put one of those chairs in an organ. But yeah. I'm not going to make any judgments. I've seen the YouTube videos. I've seen the frame-by-frame comparisons. But what I need to know is how does it fit into the movie? Like, making Jabba's door bigger, is that going to really draw me out of it? Am I even? Would I even notice if there wasn't a huge online thing? I might not have. But I want to see if it draws me out of the movie. The big thing for me is, is it well done or is it poorly done? For example, Han Solo stepping on Jabba's tail in Docking Bay 94. That was poorly done. Greedo shooting first was poorly done. Jedi Rocks was poorly done. It was probably pretty well animated. Just really a bad song. Just terribly bad. So are these going to be improvements or are they just change for change's sake? Now, I've seen a lot of people out there with, you know, the Internet's a terrible place sometimes. It is. And I'm just sick of the dismissiveness of if you don't like it, don't buy it. And I've actually seen some people start the don't buy it campaigns of saying, if you don't like it, tell George Lucas, because he can't hear your cries over all the dollar signs. So the only way to make him stand up and notice is if you don't buy it. Well, he can't hear you complain because there's $100 million stuck in his ears and they're clouding his hearing. He can't hear that. Come on. I don't think that's $100 million. I think that's just some ear hair. Oh, my fault. But I hate to tell you this. But listener out there who's thinking of taking a stand and not buying it to send a message, you don't matter. Marjorie and I, we don't matter. Every listener of Star Wars Action News combined could not buy the Blu-rays. And it wouldn't matter because the Blu-rays aren't for us. The Blu-rays are for millions upon millions upon millions of people who've never heard of a Star Wars celebration, who would never think of buying an action figure. It's going to be a huge hit, and you're absolutely right, because it's on Blu-ray. Hot new format. I guess it's not new anymore, but it's a hot format, because everybody's getting in Blu-ray, high def, whatever. And you're casual, not even fan, but someone who wants to watch a movie like, hey, I remember that movie from when I was a kid. It's on Blu-ray. Hey, it's not a bad price. I'm going to buy it. That's what's going to... And that's okay. And they're not going to notice the differences, and they probably think we're stupid fan people for thinking this. However... Arnie's right. I'll never be able to watch the same Star Wars I watched with my mother. Not on Blu-ray. Not on Blu-ray. I can rip those DVDs for you and put them on the Apple TV of the originals. I might have you do that, actually, because here's the thing. I don't notice these things until someone points them out because I don't... I, I, there's no flaws with the Star Wars for me. Does that make sense? It does. And Like, I'm mad about the matting because now I think about that every time of that scene. It's like every day your hair grows. And I see you every day, so I don't notice your hair getting longer. But somebody who hasn't seen you in six months suddenly goes, oh, you grew out your hair. Yeah. And Star Wars and I are so close that when things change gradually, I might not notice them. And if I hadn't seen them in a long time, I might not remember how it was before. So even though I made it a point in my college years that I would watch Star Wars every weekend, the whole trilogy, every weekend, they can change things that I don't notice. When the special editions came out, I kept thinking, oh, they added this scene. No, they didn't. It was there before. I just was really trying to be hyper aware of everything that they changed. Okay, I'll be honest. I saw the special editions in the theater, and I was doing, like, 
comparisons and I had taken notes and watched originally and I was the person going, that's different. That's different. Oh, that's slightly different scene. They kind of did this. And cause I knew the movie so well, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And that's what I remember. And I know it's something petty and stupid and the whole scope of everything that's going on in the world. But Star Wars means so much to so many people. And you just, it's hard. And it's not that we don't like change or that we're rabid fanboys and fangirls. It's just, it's not the same. And it's not the same Star Wars you remember and grew up with and fell in love with. Would your love change if you saw these things originally? Probably not. But it's the principle that we can't get those originals back on Blu-ray. I probably sound like a nut, but oh well. I just want to thank that anonymous listener who shall go nameless and sent us on Blu-ray the high-def transfers that were airing on cable. So at least we have the DVD versions on Blu-ray as well as the Blu-ray versions on Blu-ray. But it's not over, folks. I honestly, this is true story. Friend of mine at work, not really big into Star Wars, but interested in Blu-rays, likes the high-def, read this on the news, came over to me and said... God, you know, adding Vader saying no like he did at the end of Revenge of the Sith to Return of the Jedi, God, the only thing they could do to make this worse is make it 3D. (laughs) Funny you should mention that there. Hey, guy, guess what's happening next year? But he doesn't know. There's no trailers before movies. When he went to see Transformers, you didn't see a trailer for Phantom Menace before... So he doesn't know that the 3Ds are coming. Really, that's kind of a well-kept secret. Did you tell him? I did. Oh. He just kind of looked at me, hung his head, and walked away. But yeah, the changes aren't done. Because if you think the only thing they're going to change in the new theatrical releases is it's going to be in your face 3D, you got another thing coming. Next time, neither Han or Greta will shoot first. We're will shoot first from behind the bar. <laughs> Maybe Daft Punk will be inserted into the cantina scene like in the Adidas commercial. <laughs> Faux shizzle. <laughs> The only thing, again, that bothers me is if they're done poorly. Like, I've read online that they're in Tatooine, when hiding from the Sand People, they've now digitally inserted a rock in front of R2, so he's more well-hidden. But then, a couple scenes later, they show again, and they forgot to put the rock there in later scenes, so the rock magically disappears. See, if it's poorly done stuff like that, that bothers me. But I want to see it. I want to see if that's the case or if it's internet rumor or an earlier version that got leaked. I really want to see. I'm actually trying to be really zen about it, and I've not watched any of the clips, and I don't want to. And I'm just going to watch the movies, and I'm going to be okay. But I'm I'm just, I'm not going to watch any of that. I don't like spoilers like that necessarily, but I don't want to fixate on these things. So that's why I'm not watching the YouTube videos so that when the scenes come on, I'm waiting for it and waiting for it and then get mad when I see it. So I'm just, I'm not watching it. Exactly. That's a great way to be because that way you may not even notice some of the changes they made. That's correct. Other thing I don't necessarily like is on Endor, I saw a shot of R2. They've really made him blue and shiny like he looked in the originals. I thought he was supposed to be dirty. He is. The whole thing that was so revolutionary when Star Wars came out in 77 was it was, I believe the term critics coined was a lived-in universe. If you watched Star Trek, everything there was so new. It was factory fresh. And so was most sci-fi. But when you got to Star Wars, the robots had dents. 3PO had a leg that didn't match. Everything felt worn and dirty. And I like that. And the fact that everything was shiny and new, like the love boat, in The Phantom Menace made sense because it was the height of the Republic. And then the Republic fell and people didn't have money for things like droid cleaning, you know? No, it's expensive. So the fact that they're making him more shiny and things, it kind of is taking away what people found so novel about Star Wars in the first place. That seems to be making something special more generic for the sake of change. Again, I don't think anybody was complaining. You know, R2's just not quite blue enough. But I can't wait to see it. Here's the funniest thing, though. I was talking to one of our staff members, and we got talking about the Blu-rays. And all of this internet chatter just kind of had me going, Ah, Blu-ray, yeah, I gotta buy like seven of those for the exclusives. And then we got talking about the deleted scenes on there again, Luke in the cave. And I remembered how excited I was at Celebration when we saw that footage, and I just couldn't believe it was real. And getting to see the Wampa scenes from Empire. What's funny is Lucas is making all these changes to the movies, and what I want to see isn't the changed movies. I want to see the stuff I've never seen that was never changed that was cut originally and not put in. That's what I want to see. I want to see the big scenes in Anchorhead. I want to see the sandstorm scene from Return of the Jedi. I want to see the Wampas from Empire. I don't care how bad that Wampa looks. I want that. 
the bonus features on this Blu-ray are worth the price of admission alone. Is it worth the price of seven of them? It's worth the price of one. The question is, are the exclusives worth the price of the other? Here's what's funny. When I ask you questions like that, the audience misses out on this really cute, adorable thing you do where you just, this look of like, First, it washes over your face, and it's like, I can't believe you just asked me that. Like, a shock and horror. And then you get this little boy impish grin, like, you caught me. And if you've ever hung out with us, you probably have seen that at one time, because not only do I tease him about his habits, but other people do as well, and it's kind of funny. Well, let's talk about some of the exclusives. (laughs) Oh, you sent me on a fool's errand. I want to thank our listeners who listened to last week's show and told me what I didn't suspect, which is... We mentioned that Best Buy had a film cell available if you pre-ordered the complete edition. I didn't realize you got the film cell at the time you pre-ordered, and you only had to put $5 down. So basically, if I don't want to cash in that pre-order, I got the film cell for $5, which is much cheaper than the film cell for $90. So I sent Marjorie over to Best Buy when she was taking a half day at work to get one. Yeah, and they I just had them out by the Blu-rays in a little rack. I got one of the last two, and I was panicked because I thought that maybe you would need every one, and I was going to have to scour and get more than one, you know, because they're all different. But they're actually all the same. They're all a cell, uh, which I don't know what film it came from. I guess it's just a generic manufactured one-scene cell of Obi-Wan and Anakin fighting on Mustafar. I thought there was going to be, like, different cells. And you see there's a card behind it you can't see through the cell. I thought it was going to be different scenes, you know, like how when you go to the Star Wars fan club breakfast previously and you get, like, an Ewok eye, then the next person get an Ewok eye with the eyelid move just a little bit. I thought it was going to be like that. No, every single one's the same. So I guess it's just a movie of the same scene over and over and over. I guess it'd be a picture then. <laughs> yes. It, it was $5. It's worth half that? Not that thrilled with it, actually. It's got the card on the back for the pre-order, and then it's got a Star Wars, like, little envelope thing with the film cell in it wrapped in plastic attached to the card, which I'm wondering if I should have gotten two now so Arnie could take one off the card. That might not have been a bad idea. But it's not worth $5. It's worth $5 to me, because this means I don't have to pay $2 on eBay plus $5 in shipping. But, yeah, it's kind of cheap, kind of cheesy, but it's a collectible. I like the cell. I'm glad they're all the same, so I don't have to just get as many as I can. Yeah, I was worried about that. I really was. I just got to say, though, I've seen pictures online, but holding in my hand the cell with the Blu-ray art of Luke looking at the suns while Anakin's walking away... This is terrible. It is terrible. It looks like colored pencil. And that's not the binary, famous binary sun, because on that one he has his leg up on a rock. Trust me, I used to kiss that picture all the time in my little Star Wars storybook. I really, really hope that the Blu-rays don't look this bad. It's just the style it, of art and drawing. It's fuzzy. Like. Yeah. It's fuzzy, and I really thought that I was going blind when I looked at it, because I have eye problems anyway, but I thought I was going blind and I was really losing focus. Or having a stroke. If you're worried these are limited, we have number 145,732. Oh, of how many? It doesn't say. Here's what I don't get. Why that scene? Why Obi- Mustafar? Yeah, why Obi-Wan and Anakin? Wouldn't you pick something iconic? Well, that is iconic. In the original trilogy! Something that your average person would know walking by. Like... Han and Leia kissing in Bespin? That, or maybe... Vader and Obi-Wan fighting on the Death Star? Well, this kind of is Vader and Obi-Wan fighting from a certain point of view. Uh, Can't take your corniness today. Now, word came in of the next exclusive. Walmart is going to be giving away an exclusive poster. But I have confirmation from one of our listeners who works at a Walmart. There are only 50 posters per store. It's a really weird poster. It's Boba Fett on Boga. Boga being the... Creature Obi-Wan Road in Revenge of the Sith. I don't think that's Boga. That is not a Boga. That's not Boga? No. It's definitely not a crate dragon. I guess it is a Boga, but it didn't look like the one in the movie. No, it looks like a different one. It's a weird feathery lizard. Because the Boga in the movie was cute. I wanted him as a pet. But why was he writing that? I have no idea. But it will be mine. Oh, yes. It will be mine. I thought we were headed to a... It's obscure like Chewbacca riding a unicorn. (laughs) Ooh, do you think I could get that on velvet? Chewbacca on the unicorn on velvet with some wolves in the background? Why would you ruin a perfect picture like that with wolves? Why wouldn't you put Elvis in the background? Or maybe a tiger? So those are the exclusives so far. The Best Buy sell, at this point, 
The Walmart poster seems to be the exclusive worth going for midnight for. Target and Toys R Us, we're looking at you to see what you're going to offer. But if nothing else, we have $5 down at Best Buy, so we can just go there if that's where it ends up being, too. But that leads us to our poll of the week for this week. Are you taking the 16th off for Blu-ray Day? It's a Friday. It's a three-day weekend, kind of like this past one with Labor Day. Except that was a Monday, so yes, it's like a three-day weekend. You got to listen to the Black Eyed Peas song about Labor Day then. Are you taking the 16th off? Let us know in our forums. I haven't decided if I'm taking the 16th off yet. Well, let me know, because if you do, I will, obviously. Obviously. We'll have a saga day, and I'll make Star Wars-themed food. I'll even make you clone trooper cupcakes. And moving on to the store report... Toys R Us, speaking of them, put out a huge Star Wars display across the country. I think almost every Toys R Us has done this. But strangely, in my opinion, very strangely, it has nothing to do with the Blu-rays. It's all Clone Wars. You get to see Anakin and Savage Press in a lightsaber duel. Yeah, but they both premiere on the same day. They do. It's both the 16th. It's a big Star Wars day. But the Clone Wars, I can tell from talking to fans, the Clone Wars is... More niche than the movies, you know? More people are into the movies than are into the Clone Wars series. It's kind of like the EU books. More people watch Star Wars movies than read Star Wars novels. So, I would think if you're going to really capitalize on something, you'd capitalize on the Blu-ray. But they're capitalizing on the Clone Wars. I was really excited because I went in, huge display, two walls... And I'm like, yes, I'm finally going to get that Y-Wing. And I'm finally going to get the Force Unleashed 2 set. They must have reshipped them. No. They took everything out of the aisle we had and put it up front and nothing else. The pegs were pretty bare. They had the same trounced upon Y-Wing that (laughs) looks like a three-year-old came for a birthday party and decided to jump up and down on it. I guarantee it's got a broken wing. It's not a Y-Wing. It's going to be like some weird Spanish letter wing when it's done. I couldn't believe they had nothing new. They had a few things I hadn't seen before, but I think it's because they took every Star Wars item from their entire store and put it on this display because the display was so big and they had so little. They had Mm -hmm. their Legos up there. They had some skateboards up there. Lenticular skate decks. Oh. And so if I looked at one from one angle, it was Clone Wars Anakin, and from another angle, it was General Grievous. And also they had something I hadn't seen before that I had to pick up. I'd heard it was coming. I didn't know it was out because I don't go to the board game aisle enough, I guess. R2-D2 Operation. And that's when you're failing to take out the cranky crankshaft. That's like an R2-D2 fart, I think. That's the random sound generator. You don't get different sounds based on what part you fail to remove. It's just completely random. So what you're saying is, it doesn't matter what hole I stick the tweezers in, I'm going to hear the same thing? Yeah. As a kid, Operation was one of my favorite games, and I always liked that the nose lit up with that big light bulb and all of that, so it's kind of cool to see it and be droid repair. I love, love, love that on the box cover, they put 2-1-B. I mean, that's just so perfect. I know, and he's exasperated. It's cute. I mean... That's attention to detail that I love in Star Wars. You put a surgeon droid there. Whereas, honestly, some artists would just not know Star Wars well enough to know to put 2-1-B there. They'd have, like, Luke there or something. Which, I mean, Luke did a little bit of droid repair at the beginning of A New Hope, so... He took off a restraining bolt and gave our our C-3PO a moisture bath, or oil bath. Yeah, he was basically the Asian spa spa for droids. Was there a happy ending for both of them? Yes, they escaped. Ah, But it was a pretty fun game. I really recommend it. Marjorie has already decided I need to go back and get another one as a Christmas gift. For my niece, Lily, who is four years old and loves Star Wars. And actually, Chewbacca's her favorite. But I'm sure this would be a lot of fun for her. And I think it'd be really annoying for Mom and Dad. Although, little brother Luke might eat the parts. Exactly. It comes with a parts drawer, which is so much nicer than mine. I used to always lose the funny bone. I know. And I'd make my mom go buy me another copy of Operation so I could have another funny bone, and then I'd lose that one, too. We had, like, seven of the boards and none (laughs) of the pieces by the time I was done. Other than that, stores have been pretty barren. Target doesn't appear to be getting too much new in, neither does Walmart. So I've had to do some shopping online. Now, first of all, Super 7, who is the maker 
of the Super Jumbo Stormtrooper. We saw at Comic-Con that they were coming out with wallpapers. You see a lot of things at Toy Fair and Comic-Con that never see the light of day. I kind of figured that would be the case with this, but no. There is an Imperial Forces wallpaper now available at Super 7, and it rocks. It does. It's really cool. I like it. It's black, uh, gray. It's mostly white with like a gray, I guess, blackish gray. It's not like all solid black. I like it because at first glance, it looks kind of old-fashioned, kind of Victorian. And then you see Vader. I love it because it's subtle. Yeah. It's not a giant wall mural. It's not like those things you see at... Fatheads. Yeah. It's just a very subtle pattern that could actually, yeah, go in a really geeky dining room or a collection room. This I would use on all my walls in my collection. I'd probably just put it on one accent wall, but Mm -hmm. I could use... I kept white walls because I want the attention to be on the collectibles. I don't want the attention to be on some giant Revenge of the Sith movie poster or something behind the collectibles. But how awesome would that be in the bathroom of your collection? Like where you have the restroom and you could put that on the walls and have little Star Wars accents all over. We could get some Star Wars soaps in there, that kind of thing. Now, my only complaint is it seems to be a little pricey. I don't know what wallpaper costs. I don't know if that's a fair price for wallpaper. For comparison, I just went to Lowe's.com and looked up Allen plus Roth red. I just typed in wallpaper. The first hit was Allen plus Roth red brick wallpaper. And for $45, I would get 56 square feet of wallpaper, which still seems a little high, but it's around a dollar a square foot. At Super 7, 17 square feet of wallpaper is $75. So I guess it is a little pricey. I mean, if you're like me and you don't like to spend a whole lot, it looks like there's much cheaper wallpaper, too, at Lowe's. Here's a roll for $20. But you know what you can do? Here, Here's what you can do, because it is pricey, I guess, is what you're telling me. It's not the most expensive. I mean, they do also have rolls at Lowe's for over $100, but... Well, here's what you can do, because some of the pictures on the Super 7 website show it as the background in a bookcase, and that looks really cool. So you could take all your shelves out of a bookcase, put the wallpaper in there, and then put your shelves back in and have a really cool display for your books. Well, I'm not positive that's what we're seeing. That could be like those shelves we have from Kmart that just don't have a back. Yeah, they did that the could wall very well and be there too. That there behind it. Yeah, if you look at yeah. some of the other photos, that's what it is. It's a bookcase that just doesn't have a backing. Well, you could put it that way, or you, you could. could use it to cover a kid's trunk or something like a toy chest. You could do a lot of crafty things with it. But I really like this, and when we get set up in the new place, I want some of this. Expensive or not, it's really cool. It is really cool. And I just, I love the subtlety of it versus a giant mural of Hoth or something, Mm -hmm. which has its own coolness and has its own place, but I like something that doesn't detract from the other collectibles in the room. Over at our sponsor, Brian's Toys, they have the Toys R Us Y-Wing, probably not stepped on by... Children are smashed in the door by uncaring stock people. They also have the new Mandalorian Assault Transport. and Which I have not seen in stores. That no. thing is, ugh. It's elusive. Kind of like Mandalorians. They've also reduced the prices on the Target 3-packs. From last Christmas, the 3-pack of 3-packs. Yeah, the big long one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the prices are reduced on that. And we have a coupon code for you this week. Yes, this ends September 15th. But if you use that coupon code 15SUMMER... That's $15 off any order of 75 or more. And when checking out at Brian's Toys, remember, tell them you heard about it on Star Wars Action News. Now, I also did some shopping this week over at Things from Another World. Now, I'm going to be honest, I hate them. <laughs> I hate them even more. They took pre-orders they couldn't fulfill and canceled it, and that really made me mad. But apparently, I'm not so mad that I won't give them a little of my money when they have... A huge sale with tremendous savings. Now, they have their nick and dent section of the store. And what you read on there is most of the time it's just minor damage to the outer packaging and things. But unlike Sideshow, where when you're buying the nick and dent items, you're actually paying more than other places are selling some of those items for, here you get some real big savings. Like the Sideshow 12-inch Bib Fortuna. Retail for $72, Nick and Dent, $28.79, and again, it's probably only some box damage. The figure inside is going to be perfectly fine. And you're okay with that? I am. If I'm saving 50 bucks, or in the case of the Attackus Bib Fortuna resin statue, it's $330 off. Wow. 
It's from 550 to 220. One item I didn't get because I already owned it, but I know will be of interest to listeners. They came out with a comic book in 2008 from Dark Horse, and it was this giant, glorious hardcover. Luke Skywalker, Last Hope from the Galaxy. And this thing was huge, but it was a $100 comic book. I pre-ordered it from Amazon and got it for about 75 and felt really happy. But here, if you don't mind, perhaps maybe a bent corner or something, $39.97. Wow. Yeah, they do sell a lot of those that they can't sell as fine, very fine, or good as cheap, cheap prices. It's worth it if you don't care necessarily. I spent like 60 bucks on trade paperbacks that were all $1 to $2. I just loaded them up. If you're into like, I am the book collecting, but those Star Wars photo comics, they wanted like 10 or $15, depending on where you went for those ugly, ugly photo comics. They had them nick and dent for 3 and $4 a piece. And some of the Star Wars manga trade paperbacks were in there too. So, you know, even though I don't like the store, I wouldn't ever trust them with a pre-order. Got to pass on the savings and use the savings. So we just wanted to let our listeners know, head over there before these things sell out. Because at these prices, I'm thinking these things will sell out. Now, in convention news, for the last two weeks, we've been bantering about going to New York Comic Con. Because let's put it this way, I'll always find a reason to go to New York. If I can find a reason to go other than the frigid cold temperatures of the winter, I'm going to jump on this. But now I feel like I have even more reason to go because Hallmark's going to have exclusive ornaments at New York Comic Con. And they must have them. So we're probably going to go. I can't believe they're doing it, though. Yeah. This is a little bit frustrating. I'm just bracing myself that next year we'll have to go to eBay to get some of the Hallmark ornaments to complete our complete collection. Because, I mean, even if these ornaments go for 500 on eBay, that's cheaper than going to New York. But it's not as much fun. It's not as much fun, no. But I'm saying... Because New York is magical. These are exclusive Astromechs, and they're very nicely painted from the photo I've seen Really cool looking. I love Astromex. That said, I'm tired of seeing the same Astromex again and again. It's R2Q5 and R2A3, who previously you could have had as a trash can from Gentle Giant or a hand soap bottle from a oh, Japanese company. And I think it's soy sauce pour. And a USB hub for your computer. They make an R2D2, and all of a sudden, these specific paint jobs come out and, well, I think they're cool looking. I mean, it's a red R2-D2 and then his black friend. It's, I'd prefer to see like Mace Windu's astromech or something. Here's the thing. These are probably easy to get out on short notice. But wouldn't Mace Windu's purple astromech be the same? I'm not saying oh, yeah. do an R5 unit. I'm just saying it's always the same R2 units. Yeah. But they will be mine. Oh, yes, they will be mine. I live my life by Wayne's motto. I see. So the question is whether or not we're going to New York or not. Looked over the guests. Eh, Mark Hamill again. Okay. Here's yeah. the thing with Mark Hamill. Yeah. At one point in time, I would have paid anything for his autograph. We talked about going to New Jersey for his autograph. Yeah, like two people get that. And Fred Armerson doesn't listen to our show, I'm pretty sure. We got it at Comic-Con two years ago. Mm-hmm. Paid 100 bucks for it, which was cheaper than celebration prices. Mm-hmm. He then went to celebration. We got his autograph again because we bought the exclusive FX Collectibles helmet that I'm still waiting to ship. But we had to get the autograph ourselves and wait in that line. And I got to talk to him and find out why he didn't do the Return of the Jedi radio dramas. So Mark Hamill now, again, I might, if they do one of those pay to have a photo taken with him at a scheduled time, I might do that because the photo we had taken with him... We look different now. Yes. But I am now a man. <laughs> and I'm now Bob. Yes, you're Bob. So we need the pictures taken again. But I don't know. Mark Hamill's no longer a draw for me because I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. But he's a good guest to have because yes. he's elusive, to uh-huh. use your word from earlier. The other guest is Ashley Eckstein, who is the opposite of elusive. That is correct. I believe the term is omnipresent. Yes. I mean, it's a read pop convention and... Having been to C2E2 and Celebration 5, they seem to be kind of factory line conventions. You're going to have your commitment ceremonies. You're going to have your tattoo artists. You're going to have your exhibit floor. You're going to have all these things. And I liked C2E2. It was a lot of fun. There was not a lot of Star Wars there. This, with Mark Hamill and Ashley, are going to have more Star Wars. And I think New York Comic Con is on the cusp of really breaking big. Because it's at a time of year when there's not a lot of cons and it's in a big city with just a lot of people. 
But yet, it makes celebrations seem less special that they're doing commitment ceremonies when they do them at every con. And the speed dating. Yeah, it's just cookie cutter, and it's not unique then, so I don't know. It's okay. They still put on a good convention. They're pretty well organized. Yeah, I mean, if something isn't broke, don't fix it, but it's just, yeah... Again, just the attitude of been there, done that kind of sets in and it seems less special. But it's like going to Walmart. You know that each one's going to be pretty much the same. You know, the restrooms are located, you know, where the toys are located, you know, where you can go grab a soda. It's pretty much the same. Mm hmm. But we are talking. We'll have to see. We'll probably make a decision here in the next week or so if we're headed to New York. I have a feeling we are. If you've been and you can sway us either way. Yeah, if you think we should go or not go, let us know because, I mean, C2E2 was a lot of fun. I don't know that I'd travel halfway across the country for C2E2. No. It was in our backyard. Exactly. So if it's worth it for us to fly to New York, get a hotel in Manhattan, because let's face it, I only stay in Manhattan... Let us know. And if you think, oh, my God, you guys are going to waste your time. If you've been to Comic-Con, this is going to seem like nothing to you. It's just it's let us know. Either way, send us an email or a voicemail and let us know. The cool thing is Hasbro is going to be there and revealing the stuff that two years ago they would have revealed at San Diego Comic-Con about early next year's product. Yeah. The cool thing is about it, though, is I really like New York where I don't like San Diego. These astromech droids, though, changed it from a maybe we'll go to a... So how are those airline ticket prices doing? Yeah, exactly. Now, speaking of Hasbro, we have some big, big news. They're having another Fans' Choice figure pull. All right, Jocasta new fans, it's time to get out those sabers and start rattling them. I just, oh, I have a bad feeling about this, but... Yes. Really? Do you need a librarian action figure? In fact, our comic book store does have one. The one's already been made. It's not Jocasta New, but it's a librarian. And she comes with a shh feature. She'd go very well with my Albert Einstein yes, that I she have would. at my desk. Well, here's how this is working. is They've gone to a number of the most notable Star Wars collecting sites, including Star Wars Action News, to get from each site a top ten list of figures that our readers and listeners want. Now, the way we are going to determine the top 10 figures, we have to turn this in by September 28th. We're going to spend the first two weeks with a write-in candidate. And it doesn't matter how many times a person gets written in, but each listener of our show on the forums can write in one name. And so if there's like five people you want, look through the list. See if people have put four of them, you can put the fifth. And every character who gets listed then will go to a vote poll. And then the top 10 of those voted will get turned into Hasbro on the 28th. And then the Star Wars Insider website is going to compile the top 20 from all sites. And the character with the most votes as of November 31st will be the new Star Wars fans choice figure announced at Toy Fair in New York in February. So I'm going to get three trips to New York in a calendar year. Yeah. Yeah, that's not so bad. That's kind of awesome. So this is going to be a six-month process. Like an election. Perhaps, you know, we need to get the vote out and make some Jocasta new signs. Eh, never mind. At this point, there's only one character that I really want them to make. Wald. You know, here's the thing. Actually, I take that back. The Phantom Menace has so many. Tay Hao, the Nemoidian, they've gone up the ventilation shaft. I mean, there's a lot of Phantom Menace characters, minor characters, but speaking role characters who need to be made. I just remember how excited you were, and we were relatively new to each other when they made the whir. And I'm like, whatever, didn't get your excitement over them making... You made fun of me and my whir excitement. I did. For years. I still do. A little bit. Yeah. It's kind of cute. You can repent, you must repent. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing. I just... I just didn't get why you're super excited to get the bartender. I don't think the librarian is of worse standards. No, neither is Will Worldhood. I don't get that, especially since he sat on the shelves forever. You know what my fan's choice would be? That I'd ever be able to find this figure at retail. That would be my choice. I like how they did the mail away. That's a perfect option. So let's vote at what figure you will never be able to find. How about that? Let's all vote for Wedge. But they've made Wedge, you say. Oh, have they? Let's go to the stores. Have you seen one? How do you know it exists? <laughs> well, I've seen pictures. Uh, yeah, you saw pictures of the moon landing too, didn't you? Does that exist? If it's not in my collection, it yeah. doesn't exist. Maybe <laughs> I should vote for Jocasta New. <laughs> so yes, come to our forums... And let us know, as a write-in, which figure you want made. Now, it's one per person, so you got to choose your top. 
And anyone who writes in more than one, and I will be checking IP addresses to see who's spoofing. He's not kidding. He will. Your vote doesn't get counted at all. So one per person. Let's keep it legit. But despite my sardonic attitude, I do want to thank Hasbro for running another poll. I honestly was just thinking about a week and a half ago. I wonder if they're ever going to do that again. Because the characters they're coming out with, they're coming out with good versions of the characters, but the characters themselves have yet to excite me. Now, the other thing they put in here, which really does excite me, if you pick a Clone Wars character, they're going to make it in the realistic style, Mm -hmm. not the Clone Wars stylized style. God knocked for the win! (laughs) This figure will be released in 2013. Oh, God, we'll forget about it by then. Because the one was just released, and I can't think of her name. We just saw her on the slides at Comic-Con. That's how long ago it was. The girl, Jedi... Bastilla Sean? Is that it? Yeah, Bastilla. Yeah. I forgot all about it. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. Okay, fan's choice. Got it. With that wonderful expanded universe logo. Yeah. It's like when you hide something to keep it in a safe spot, and then you discover it four years later, and you're like, oh, I've been looking all over. That's so awesome. I forgot I even had it. What I love about these polls, though, is Hasbro looks at not just the winning figure. We're guaranteed the winning figure, but they also look at the rest and say, you know, people really have an outcry for Will Rowhood. People really have an outcry for Yarna Dalgargan. Those backfired. Well, I'm just using some examples. I-, I think that you could still find a Yarna in the wild still with the first day issue sticker on her, can't you? Pretty sure I could go to some... I think you can still find the Duros Cantina alien that was also yeah. a fan's choice. And if you go to the right, Toys R Us. Yeah. But... Again, mail away. That's the perfect thing to do. Yeah. Because when they sit on the shelves is when they Hasbro gets a bad taste, retailers get a bad taste, and it doesn't do anything to help the line. I'm very interested in seeing what our listeners and what Star Wars fans across all the sites pick. I know there's some certain sites that are going to be Jocasta new all the way, and why even bother asking your readers? You and your readers will send in Jocasta new anyway. But I'm curious where fandom is, what figures everybody wants. I mean, interesting if any Clone Wars figures. I mean, is anybody dying for a Clone Wars character in realistic? Zero the Hut. <gasps> oh, we're campaigning for that one. I mean, here's the thing about the Clone Wars figures. I'd be loath to pick one because I don't know what they're doing. I think Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Anakin in those outfits are all givens, perhaps Cad Bane. But would you really want to pick somebody who may already be coming? I mean, are you really dying for Fives or Echo in a realistic style versus the animated style? No. This is where battle lines are drawn. Friendships are lost. Brother versus brother. Oh, wait, that's the Packers and the Bears. Sorry. Well, this should be fun to watch. But this week, I had a great shopping experience I did want to share with listeners, too. We went to our local comic store. We go there every week anymore and pick up the Star Wars comics. Those are the only ones left on my pull list are Star Wars, is every Star Wars title. It's funny, because I didn't mean to subscribe to every Star Wars title, but they just kept coming out with new ones, and it's gotten to the point where if it's Star Wars, the guy pulls it for me. (laughs) And lately, they've been getting in some new stock, for lack of a better term. I'm not quite sure where they're getting it. The guy I talked to there tells me the owner has, like, this warehouse of box stuff that they just keep pulling out of and putting out to sell. And, you know, we got to see some things like a Jabba Glob or a Arc Fighter. The Arc Fighter was from Clone Wars, but it had been repackaged and put back away. But the day we went in... They had a bunch of vintage stuff on a cart, not yet even stocked on the shelves. The guy was just putting it up when we came in. And it was all Star Wars. I got to look through it. He had a vintage 12-inch Chewbacca that I thought about, but it was missing a bowcaster. And so I passed. Strangely, two days later, a friend of mine called me. Hey, know where I can get a bowcaster for a vintage 12-inch <laughs> Chewbacca I just bought? Wonder where he got that. A few three and three-quarter figures, but what really drew me were... They had a bunch of books and comics there, and all from around the era of Return of the Jedi. And I just, I love looking at how Star Wars used to be and how it used to be seen before the 90s, before the EU, before the role-playing game. So one of the things I picked up was a first edition Guide to the Star Wars Universe from Raymond L. Velasco. Again, first edition, printed in 1984. And this thing... It's illustrated, it's hysterical, because there's so much that isn't in here. But it does include the novels. So, like, you look up Life Debt, 
a Wookiee Oath of Allegiance to the one who saves a Wookiee's life. Under the life debt, a Wookiee is mortally bound to his savior. See Wookiee, H-L-L, for Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. <laughs> I mean, it's got a list of all characters from Star Wars, right? And you know who's not in here? Were. Or Jocasta New. Well, this is, of course, yes, 84. I'm kidding. No Yarna. These people didn't have names yet. Here's something I didn't realize. There's Yuzum in the non-special edition of Return of the Jedi. Yuzum, a creature that dwells on the plains of the moon of Endor. They have a round, furry body supported by stilt-like legs and a wide mouth with protruding teeth. One of these creatures makes a brief appearance among the alien menagerie in Jabba the Hutt's court. See Endor, Jabba the Hutt, Return of the Jedi, <laughs> and RJS, which I'm betting is the Return of the Jedi storybook? No, the Return of the Jedi sketchbook. It's just fascinating to me to see what Star Wars really thought of itself in 1984. I mean, as we talked about this very show, Star Wars is ever-changing. Royal Guard, a special detachment of hand-picked Imperial soldiers who serve as the Emperor's personal guards. Each man is specially scrutinized to fit select size, strength, intelligence, and loyalty requirements. Royal Guards are garbed in flowing red robes and helmets. Each guard is well-trained in the use of a variety of weapons and is prepared to lay down his life in the service of the Emperor. Little illustrations. Very cool book for a dollar. <laughs> One dollar. It helps that the... Guy knows you. He's known you since you've been a really young boy. It's funny that I just mentioned the Return of the Jedi sketchbook because I also happened to get a first edition of it. Did you know that while you mentioned it? I didn't know that. I mean, I knew I had it, but I didn't know what RJS stood for. And this mildew smelling book that also cost me a dollar is in really good shape for a book from 1983 and... It's just got all of these concept sketches from Return of the Jedi. I'm sure you've seen this. I've seen it at cons. Some concept art of Jabba the Hutt where he looks a little like Ed Asner. <laughs> if you ever wondered where Dud Bolt came from in the pod race, it looks like a leftover sketch from one of Jabba's aliens from the palace. And then here it is, page 36 of the storybook. The green moon of Endor was originally going to be inhabited by two groups of creatures, the forest-dwelling Ewoks and the plains-dwelling Yuzum. The Yuzum had round furry bodies supported by stilt-like legs, but they proved too difficult and costly to create in large numbers. Instead, the Yuzum became one of the creatures in the background of Jabba's court. Hmm. Just some cool little finds. Speaking of Jabba's court, I actually got a poster book, again for a dollar, of inside Jabba's court. And really, it's just a couple of pages, and it folds out into a giant poster. I got another one that just says, at last, the waiting is over, that has a big poster of a Star Destroyer and TIE Fighter approaching Death Star 2. You know, a lot of these are great finds that you can surely pick up at comic book stores. Sometimes if you find an honest comic book dealer, a lot of times they will jack up prices. But those little antique shops, consignment shops, a lot of times have things like this, and they're not very expensive. And just if you're making deals, they'll be very happy to sell stuff. I got the Return of the Jedi Official Collector's Edition magazine that has a lot of making of stuff that I'll be probably rereading in preparation for the Making of Return of the Jedi book coming out in 2013. Specific for our listeners, again, for $1, I got the Return of the Jedi Giant Collector's Compendium of Heroes, Villains, Creatures, and Droids, which again folds into a giant tablet and has a breakdown of characters. And then, again, I couldn't pass it up. He was selling it to me for the cover price of $1. Even though it wasn't in great shape, I'd probably put it at like a C4, maybe a C3PO. But it's Star Wars number one, the Marvel comic, the special edition giant size reprint. And I don't mean extra pages giant size. I <laughs> it's mean, giant. It's about 15 inches by 12 inches in size. Just a huge copy of it and just really blown up art style in here. I got all of this for under $10 at my local comic store. Just happened to walk in. So again, I say, support your local comic store. In this digital age, they need that support more than ever. And if you're lucky and you make friends with people, sometimes they'll cut you a deal. So it was a nice vintage find that has excited me more than any figure Hasbro's put out in a while. I'm really getting into this whole vintage from my childhood stuff because I had some of these books as a kid. And... I had a flood, and many of my books didn't survive that flood, and I, several of these were like that. And then some of these I'd never seen, like the magazines, the poster fold-out magazines I just never knew about. Well, and living in this small town that we live in, may never have gotten them here. 
Or you may not have been at the bookstore when they were there. Who knows? And I wasn't into comics, so I wouldn't have known about the oversized comic. I'm curious what year this was printed, because obviously the original comic was in 77. It says it's in uh, November 77, so they just printed a giant-sized one as well as hmm. a regular-sized one. I wonder I why. That's kind of weird. Yes, they call it Star Wars Treasury Number 1. Again, none of these are in such great condition that if I were to find them again in really mint condition, I wouldn't buy them. But for what I paid, I think a really good price. Obviously, these were coming out of somebody's basement. I'm getting a little bit of a musty smell off of them. They smell like a used bookstore. Well, that's what happens. And books get a peculiar odor when they age anyway. You know what's awesome, though? My iPad doesn't get a peculiar odor when it ages. You know what else is awesome? Our sponsor, Backstage Toys. That's what we call a segue, folks. <laughs> As you know, if you've been listening the past couple of weeks, Backstage Toys has been giving away one of those fairly hard-to-find and fairly expensive so-called San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, really just a Toys R Us exclusive premiering at San Diego Comic-Con, the Republic Forces Pack. To win, you had to like both Star Wars Action News and Backstage Toys on Facebook, and the winner is... Christopher McNish! So congrats to Chris McNish, and we will be in touch to get your shipping information. And Backstage Toys is keeping the contest going because of the great response from this last one. And now... This one, you're really going to want to enter. We're giving away a case fresh... That's fresh. Fresh. Minty McMinty Wedge Antilles figure. So if you weren't able to find this in the store... I wasn't. And you didn't pay prices online on ebay for it now's your chance to possibly win it all you have to do is follow both star wars action news and backstage toys on twitter by september 12th which is an awesome day because that's the day my husband was born yes yes and then listen to our september 16th show to find out if you were the winner and contact us within 30 days of that to claim the prize now there's only going to be one winner so if you don't want to test your luck Head on over to Backstage Toys. They've got several of these in stock, which you can buy. They also have a number of other great Star Wars products. So check them out. And we thank Backstage Toys for their support of Star Wars Action News, as well as our other podcast, Marvelicious Toys, which has a new episode coming out today as well, which you can find at MarveliciousToys.com. And that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with a completely revised episode of this show. And next week, Darth Cheddar, Mark from the forums, will be here giving us an update on the case of Star Wars minis. So don't miss that. Have a great collecting week, everyone. No! Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com, HansHideout.Blogspot.com, and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2011, all rights reserved. 
Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. I don't think you should make fun of him. I don't think you should make fun of anybody really except the Firefly fans. I'm going to get some hate mail. Critics Coined was a lived-in universe. We'll get to you, R2. So... I think we have a ghost. R2 just beeped. We'll get to R2. He was mad that I'm saying he should look lived-in, but... That is correct. I believe the term is omnipresent. Yes. Well, omnipresent or just always there. Yes, that's what omnipresent means, always there. As she now heads to dictionary.com, folks, we're going to prove this right. I thought I had a more of a lofty... Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Who, who, who's the worst? However, it, it's usually in the divine manner that people use that. Perhaps we should just call it a ferrigno. All right. Separate droid doctor cards from droid specialist cards. I did deal the droid specialist cards face up so each player gets an equal number. You, me, you, me, you, me, 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 me. Shuffle the droid doctor cards and leave them face down near the board. Again, shuffle this. Carefully remove the Fanatomy game pieces from the frame, which you did. If needed, use an emery board or sandpaper to remove excess plastic. Okay. Discard the frame. Drop each Fanatomy part flat into its matching game board space. Are you going to keep the frame as a collectible? No. If it's really good, I'll buy a second. Thank God there are drawings on the... I have no idea what these are. Oh, that one's going to be impossible. It is. Oh, it's an albino lightsaber. <laughs> oh, look, he's got a worry wart. I guess this is this. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, look what I've got. Harvey the Dragon Snake. Snake, it's a snake. Excuse me, I'm not done. There. Okay, gameplay. The youngest player goes first. That would be you. That would be me. Then passes to the left. That me. would be you. May the force be with you. And also with you. Draw the top doctor card and read it aloud for 500 Republic credits. Republic credits, I'm not good here. C-3PO could use your support. Please help him remove his really big wart. That's his robotic worry wart. Okay. Now, this tells me which parts are removed and how many credits I can earn. So I can earn 500 credits. Is there money in real operation? I think so. I, I think it was just, Monopoly money. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember how it worked. No surgeon operates without money. True. So here. you So hold on. I have to take the tweezers and try to remove that fanatomy part. You needed instructions for that? that but was... if I touch the side... That's not it! If I touch the side, R2-D2's dome will light up and he'll start beeping like he's about to short circuit. So I have to remove the worry wart. I, again, I don't think you need instructions for that. I think we all know how operation works. Don't get the yips. I successfully removed the worry wart. Now what? Well, what happens? You get 500 Republic credits. Okay. So if the droid specialist is successful, he gets the payment. Oh, wait, no. This is just the droid doctor. So I take the credits from the banker. You're the banker because you're the woman. Mm-hmm. I keep the Fanatomy part in front of me and place the droid doctor card out of play. This ends the turn. Now, if I'd screwed up, whoever had the droid specialist part would have gotten to try and gotten double the money because they're the specialist. Oh. Okay. Now it's my turn. So now it's your turn. Take the top doctor card and read it aloud. Lodged lightsaber. Luke's lightsaber is stuck. To get it out, you'll need some luck. And I'll get 400 credit. Ah, there's the large lightsaber, because there's... it's down by you. Oh, that's totally not going to work. <laughs> and you failed! Alright, who has the uh, specialist card? I have the specialist card. If I can remove it, I get 800 credits. Good luck with that. You suck. Ha <laughs> ha! 800 credits, please. And that's my turn. Yes. For 200 credits, that's it? I don't even go to work for 200 credits. Pain in the neck. C-3PO is quite uptight. Remove this pain so he'll feel all right. I think my real chiropractor should speak in rhyme. 
Hey, I can be the specialist and get it out for you. You have the specialist card? I do, and I'll get 400 credit, which will increase my balance from zero. There you go. I can't believe I messed that up. And now you get yourself the 400 credits, and it's your turn. Is there any rules about resting my hand on the board when I do it? Oh, you're calling I'm cheating? No, I'm the one who did it. I did it now, so I would say it's okay. (laughs) Oh, I get to remove Harvey the Dragon Snake. A snake gave R2-D2 a scare. Please get it out if you dare. I thought I was going to say something about his hair, and I was about to call up shenanigans. R2 has no hair. But Harvey might. You get the hard ones. Four tries, but you got it out. Well, he's a snake, and he's hard to get out. But here's mine. Yes. Banker should not confuse personal money with bank money. My turn. For 300 credits, rusty restraining bolt. R2-D2's bolts need some repair. Tune him up. No time to spare. That one's going to be hard because it's flat. It is flat and it's big. But I think I can get it. There we go. Yeah, that was easy. How much? Uh, That would be 300. I have changed for a five. <laughs> Your turn. That was my turn. R2-D2's motivator has a quirk. Remove it and see if it will work. Where's his motivator? Up by his head. Oh, there it is. Okay. Another large flat one. First try. You know, this game was much harder when I was four. Yes. Hiccuping hologram, Batman. The hologram seems to have a hitch to check it out to make sure there's no glitch. You can't do it. Come on. You're just going to screw up. Oh, no. The cord's in the way. Right. The sun got your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Oh, wait. Who has the specialist card? Do I get a second shot? Oops, I dropped my cards. I think you're cheating somehow. No, I have it. Okay, so for 600? Yes. How am I cheating? You always seem to have the cards when I screw up. Oh, nice. You got her. I did. And I got 600 credit. Huh. I think I'm going to be oh, like Jack turn. from Lost and start drinking because I keep screwing up the surgery. <gasps> this battle station is nearly complete. Stop the plan dead on its feet. For $200, can I remove the Death Star? Where the hell is it? Oh, there it is. You have a stolen Death Star paint. You can sell them on Craigslist. Got it. All right. Ooh, this one's a big one. 600 credits. Bad memory module. Yeah, that's, there's no good place to grab that one. That's, um, Things have been slipping R2-D2's mind. It seems to have been caught in rewind. Looks like you get a second chance if you don't get that one out. I never get a second chance to make a first impression. No, you're going to screw this up. Yeah, King is going to drop. It's going to fall. It's going to fall. Oh, good move. Now you got it caught. There you go. How much was it? 600? 600. Ooh. There you go. Now I can afford to buy this game at Toys R Us. Unreliable rocket thruster. This thruster has gone awry. See if we can remove it on your first try. You can't repair your Oh, oh, oh. But I think you get a second chance. I do I not do. have a specialist card. Wow, for 1,400 credits. Can I do it? This could be a game changer. Yeah. It's like double jeopardy. Like, you should intentionally screw up if you have the specialist card. It's a. Do you get to do that if you're the one who screws up? I hope the opponent screws up. Let's see. And I'm getting serious out of here. If you set up the light and sound, your part is over. Now the droid specialist gets to try, so... can't believe you took off your hoodie because you needed to get serious. Oh, see, I think you... How? how? You I, tell me how. How did I I cheat? think you threw it the first time so that you doubled your money. It's like... I did not. It's like a uh, pool player hustler. No, I didn't. Only two pieces left? Mm-hmm. For a grand. Cranky crankshaft. Oh, that one's easy. That shouldn't be a grand. R2-D2's crankshaft is in trouble. Grab your tweezers on the double. You know, when I was a kid... All double used, chances when, are left on you. I used to hear about kids playing doctor. I thought they meant this. Oh. Oh. You have the... You have all the remaining, actually. For 2,000, the cranky crankshaft. Sounds like a hipster band. Being your drive shaft. Okay, now I get to remove the overweight glob of grease. R2-D2 is a glob of grease. Remove it and he'll feel at peace. What happens to ones that aren't picked that fail? Got it. 200 credit. Well, it says the game's over when all the parts are removed. So do I get to try that one then? I don't know. It doesn't really say. I mean... The doctor card is red. 
If you were, if you set up the light, your turn is over. The droid specialist gets to try. If the droid specialist is unsuccessful, place the droid doctor down at the bottom of the deck. So who, who did you go last? Yeah, it's your turn. It's my turn, and I get to go for the cranky crankshaft again. R2-D2's crankshaft isn't strong. Remove it to push his motor along. People actually get paid to write that. Oh! No, it's my turn again. Wait, no, no, I'm the specialist. Oh, wait, I lost the specialist, yeah, so did. it's your turn. The crankshaft's a B, isn't it? It is. <laughs> oh. It says to put it back in. It says put it back it in. Does not. It does. Oh! Okay, the crankshaft's the problem. Artie's the solution. Uh, All right. Wait, I get uh, 1,000. 1,000. And now who wins? See, this is just like real medicine. The doctor with the most money wins. I've got 3,600. I have 3,200, but I'm waiting for the Medicare payments. <laughs> Good luck getting those payments. <laughs> so I won. You won. Ha ha. Play again. Later on. If my circuit orchestra will help us gladly donate them. Repair him, can't you? You must repair him. Then any of my circuits or gears will help us gladly donate them. 